live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods moving and storage studio. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and build actual amazing relationships. I am your host, Jade Warshaw, and I am joined by the most incredible... George Camel. Now it's just condescending, Jade. Come on, no one's believing this. I only speak the truth, the truth, George. The the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. That's what we do on the show. We tell you the truth. That's right. We will. So call in, give us your situation. We will chop it up amongst ourselves, and we will come to the most logical conclusion. That is what we do on this show, and that's what we're going to do right now with Benjamin from Boston, Massachusetts. And by the way, you can call us at the number triple eight eight two five five two two five. That is what Benjamin did. And here we are, Benjamin. What's going on, buddy? How you doing? Doing good. How are you? I'm good. I'm just, uh, I called to put in uh, uh, my situation to see what you guys would uh, instruct me to do. And I'm open-minded and I'll be very honest with you guys and everything. Um, a year and a half back, about a year, we were in a lease. It was a 2023 Honda uh, Odyssey. Uh-huh. We were paying 400 a month uh, for the lease. And uh, my wife got hit with three of my kids in the car. Oof. And the car the car rolled over three times. Oh, now, oh on a lease, yeah, on a lease, you have to have uh, full insurance. There's no going around it, which I did. Okay. I had full insurance. Uh, everything was uh done uh thank god none of my kids were hurt my wife hurt her wrist pretty bad uh so thank god it wasn't worse my goodness that sounds terrible when when uh i got the phone call believe me as a father my my heart dropped all the way down like i thought i thought my brother-in-law was lying to me at first and nobody was hurt because you know how they try to comfort you Mm -hmm. so it, it was very emotional for me but Thank, Thank goodness. God Thank everybody God is. Above. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and nobody was hurt. Oof. But the insurance left us hanging because the car was totaled. They said, we're not covering it. Uh, my wife ended up getting sued for $7,000. And we were left with all the medical bills. Now, I was kind of in the process was where I was already reading. And my sister was teaching me about Dave Ramsey and all the the breakthroughs and everything like that because my sister did this program and she succeeded Uh she paid off her house they have no bills they're doing really good with everything so Mm -hmm. they were teaching me some stuff unfortunately i was at the beginning of all this and now i was stuck with an eighty thousand dollar bill that you know what i mean they want you to pay for the card that you don't even have and everything like that so when you try to reach the lawyer everybody's pushing you away no i don't want to deal with you if you don't have money so, so it was, can I ask some mm-hmm. questions about your, co- yeah. so, I mean, of course you have to have coverage, but did you, I mean, what was your coverage at the time? Cause it, it so, just by you saying, it sounds like your insurance covered. What do you mean they just left you hanging? Yeah. Yeah. So the problem was this, uh, my wife was in the process of uh, getting her uh, license or Michigan license at that time. Cause we were in Michigan and she drove somewhere because of an emergency, we were, we were done with this apartment. We really, really needed to get out to another apartment. This was during COVID, I think 2020 or 2021, I think 2021 it was. And, uh, we really needed to look for a place. And I was working at the time. 
unfortunately, the place where I was working at was really withholding money from us. Like, I, I do construction, and the guy was not paying. Benjamin, but hold what's on. what's that got we to do with In the one wreck? sentence, tell me why the insurance okay. didn't cover the car. Okay, so the one insurance sentence. didn't cover the cost is because they said she was not on it. So she, they paid she nothing. Was not she was policy. uninsured at the time she was driving this vehicle. Yeah, okay. she was not on the policy, according to them. But it was I just asked you. Yes, but I asked them, the car is in my name, not in my wife's name. So I asked them this question. I asked them, wait a second. So if my dad comes over and takes the car, you're telling me I have to call you guys to, to put them on insurance? Technically, um, I know when I came here, I borrowed my dad's car as a secondary vehicle and I had to add myself and any other drivers. I either, ha either had to add his car to my policy or I had to add myself to my dad's policy because... Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, when you're insuring your vehicle, you're insuring your your vehicle with yourself in those drivers. It's not necessarily it's not necessarily saying that anybody can drive this car at any time and they'll be insured. Um, so, you know, you those are this is a really, My really hard lesson to learn. This is a really yeah. Yeah, anyone who drives your car on a regular basis who lives in your household has got to be on your insurance. Yes. That includes the kids. She didn't didn't drive it on a regular basis that was the problem she never drove it is because i owned the car and she wasn't driving this was the only i think twice that she ever drove it twice so have you been able and to speak with a have you been able to speak with a lawyer because at the end of the day with this you're going to need I to lawyer tried, up if, i i tried and they kind of push you away when you don't have the money uh, unfortunately a lot of times they don't want to speak to you when you don't have the money to well, you would to have do to do anything about it. You would. I mean, if, if is it about the money or is it the fact that they don't think you have a case here? So every one of them that I've ever reached to, they said, OK, let me look into it. And then they never get back. To it's because they don't think you have a case. Well, let's pretend mm -hmm. like this is not going to pan out and you're going to owe this money. What is the plan to pay this off? Uh, my plan was to uh, honestly, the, <laughs> the only thing that I can do is uh, file for bankruptcy. Um, no, no, that's not over seven thousand dollars. No, it's eighty thousand. That's the medical 000. bills? Medical bills, the lawsuit, the car, so, and uh, I, I'm, I'm adding uh, a credit card debt in there, too. How much is the credit card Just debt? For, you know, credit card debt is about 15000 Okay, what's your income right now? In, you and your wife my, combined. Okay, so just, just so you know, my income right now is very... It could be this in one month, it could be well, this we, in another month, well, because I moved to what, Massachusetts. And I'm trying to start something with my brother-in-law right now, a business. But right, so okay, hold it, hold it, hold uh -huh. it, hold it. I'm gonna give you, gotcha. I'm gonna give you the the blueprint right here. You need a job okay. today. You need it. I get yeah. wanting to start a business, but you, we need to make money today, full time, forty plus hours a week, and keep building the thing with your brother-in-law or your family member on the side. If wife is able to work, wife needs to work. If she's taking care of kids at the home, she's still got to find a way to pick up some part-time hours here or there. We're going to pay off this debt. We're going to keep $1,000 aside as just a little savings, little something there. And we're going to put any and all money into this debt snowball and pay off this debt. You're going to call up all of those medical bills and you're going to try to settle. You're going to try to make a deal for less and tell them, I don't have any money. This is what I can give you and try to make deals on those. And we're going to work the debt snowball, listing the stuff, smallest to largest. And we're going to go after it. We got it. We got to change this, Benjamin. We can't we can't try to, you know, it's fine to try to wiggle out of it. But sometimes you can't wiggle out of it.
And if your wife wasn't covered, you have got some debt to take care of. And I'm sorry that you're going through this. You guys learned a really tough lesson in all of this. And unfortunately, there is a huge uh, burden to pay because of it. Man. That's tough. But bankruptcy is not your next option. That's right. You can climb out of this thing. It's not going to be fun, but you'll get out. No more loans, no more leases, no more credit cards. Cut them up. People pay off 80K every day. You can do it too. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable, Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. Hey, what's up, guys? You're listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm your host, Jade Warshaw, joined by one of my favorite co-hosts of all time, George Camel. Too kind. You're welcome. And I want to tell you guys, uh, so earlier today, I was up on the hill where our event center is, and I was listening to um, a live stream of our Entree Leadership Summit uh, event that's going on. It's business leaders. It's absolutely incredible. But one of the speakers was talking about the two most important words in business, which are, drum roll, please. Thank you. Thank you. I tried. I know. It was... It was like more like raindrops. I'm outside. not a drummer. That's all right. The words are thank you. And I thought, man, that's so true. He was like, if you can say thank you as often as possible when you truly mean it, it goes so far. And I was thinking about that, man, thank you to our listeners. The folks that listen to the show, that download this podcast, that log on to YouTube. And because, you know, a lot of people, George, they just put YouTube on them in the background. And that's yep. how they watch TV these days, these kids. And also younger and middle-aged adults as well. But my point here, as I'm rambling on, is if it wasn't for you guys listening to the show, me and old George here, we wouldn't have a job on the radio. It's not as much fun talking to no one. That's right. And so we're so appreciative of you guys listening to the show. Maybe you've just been listening for a couple of weeks or maybe you're one of our longtime loyal listeners who's been listening five to 10 years. Thank you so much for tuning in. And let me tell you, if this show has helped you in any way, if it has impacted you, if you've learned a little something or you just find it entertaining, tell somebody, share it with a friend, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, uh, pop on Instagram and put it in your shares or send somebody a text or leave a comment. We just so, so appreciate um, your support. We so, so appreciate that you would trust us enough to speak into really what's one of the most important and also very private areas of people's life, their finances. We'll Are talk you about me? almost anything before money. Look, folks will call in and talk to us about their finances more than they might talk to their significant other about it. That is very true. You know, so just please Share know. The wealth. Share the wealth. And we don't take that lightly. So I want to thank you guys. I know George feels the same way. I know everybody here feels the same way. You guys are what keeps the ship running. With that, let's go to Michael in Houston, Texas. What's going on, Michael? Um, hey, thank you for taking my call. No worries. How can we help? Um, so right now, I am in a really good financial situation. Woohoo. Um, so right now, I'm currently in my second year of undergrad at Texas A&M, and all my college is paid for. Yes. Heck yeah. So 
I'm not paying room and board. I'm not paying tuition. I am paying nothing. How'd that happen? Um, so right now, I'm currently a cadet at Texas A&M. Cool. Um, so I'm planning to go Air Force upon um, commissioning. I graduated um, at A&M. Very cool. And um, it's just that I have at least $12,000 to um, set aside for um, investing, saving. It's just, I'm thinking I should just leave that money here, but a part of me knows not to do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you have $12,000 to your name, liquid cash, and you're going, should I be doing something different with this than letting it sit? Exactly. I'm guessing that's your emergency fund. Obviously, you don't have a lot of expenses right now when, while in school, but is that fair to say? But, yes, sir. Okay. So if I'm in your shoes, that's a great base foundation. I'm going to leave that in a high-yield savings account, and anything beyond that that you save, we can start using towards some other goals, like are you going to need a car one day? Are you going to need to save up for a home one day? Maybe we do start you know, funding a Roth IRA if we've got some earned income. Okay. So do you have future income as well while in school? Like um, future income? Are you um, working at all? Well, right now I'm taking a break, but I'm and plan to work some internships. Okay. So, so I would leave that money alone. I know it, it's very tempting to go like, I could turn this into 15000 or 20000 but you also run the risk of turning it into zero if you do something stupid or risky. And the fact that you're okay. not bringing in a steady income right now, it's just good to have. I mean, in most situations, we'd say three to six months. You're a little younger and you're still in school, but I think with your situation, it's good to have that there. Um, you and- have a car? No, sir. Okay. So you're just kind of uh, meandering around campus right now. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Look, yeah. I like George's plan. I miss plan. that life. <laughs> the meandering life? Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. I no feel response. That. You know, just being on campus was a different time. So take advantage of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you don't have a steady earned income, I don't want you to go invest this money and all of a sudden one thing pops up and you can't pay for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because whenever we're going to put our money in investments, we're thinking, hey, five plus, you know, five years and beyond. It's not a short term deal. You've got two years of college left. So at the very three least, years. oh, three years. So still at the very least in three years, you might want to get your hands on some of that money for some of the things that George was talking about. So for that reason, I would, you know, do it, what George Campbell said. But if, you can, if you can keep this up, you graduate debt-free with money in the bank, you are doing better than 99.9% okay. of Americans and graduates. So Heck we're proud yeah. of you, man. And Love thank you for your, for your service as well. Yes. Air Force. Love that. Great call. Thanks for the call, Michael. Um, I love when people are just doing right. That's great. We needed, we needed to win. For. We've had some tough calls today. People are in some real dark, sad situations. And so, you know, it's a little upper. That's when you right. get someone who's like, hey, I've got money in the bank. We're like, whoa, all right, let's celebrate with you. <laughs> That's great. Well, speaking of wins, George, here's a win that we can talk about. Uh, it says TurboTax is sending out checks to 4.4 million customers as part of $141 million settlement. Now, before you start getting people's panties in a wad about this, like, ooh, 141 million, let's just be real about this. It says customers affected by the settlement will receive an email about the settlement and checks will automatically be mailed throughout this month. Most customers will get about $30 and some customers that use TurboTax for three consecutive years might get $85. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Woo, That's about all in. you can get with that 30 bucks is a chicken dinner at this point. I don't know. No, I don't even think you can get... If it's a family of four, you ain't getting a chicken dinner at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> so you're probably wondering, why, why are they doing this? Why do they owe so much money? Yeah, tell us. Well, uh, they steered millions of low-income Americans away from free tax filing services 
and tricked them and then ended up charging them. And so we've been talking about this, Jade, for years now. I actually released uh, with another podcast I did here on the Ramsey Network called The Mm -hmm. Fine Print. One of our first episodes was all about TurboTax, and it was called How TurboTax is Screwing You. I remember that. Back in March of 2021. I was here to warn everyone, Jay. Come on. I was out here on the street corner going, guys, don't use TurboTax. They're out to get you. The OG. They're slimy. And here we are today with a $141 million settlement. Do I take credit? No. Well, Does you it make were me f- feel pretty good? Yes. You were the first to report on it, George. And let's, let's be honest. It says TurboTax is predatory and deceptive marketing. And I agree with that. Cheated millions of low-income Americans who were just trying to fulfill their legal duties to file taxes. That's what a New York attorney general said about it in a press release. She said, today, we are writing that wrong and putting the money back into the pockets of hardworking taxpayers who should have never paid to file their taxes. Mm. So, Well, you remember those that ad campaign they were running everywhere. And it was like, free, free, free. All yes. they said was free. And then people went to go find this free and they couldn't find it. They no. tucked it away on the website mm-hmm. deep in a corner and they ended up paying as a part of that. And not only that, but in the podcast, we unpack their shareholder presentation, which by oh. the way, that's all they care about. Not you, the customer, the shareholders. And they have this huge strategy because mm-hmm. Intuit is the mm-hmm. company that owns TurboTax. Of course. And they have this huge strategy to push debt products. towards the tax consumers, all of the people who use their different products. And so personal loans, credit cards, they're they're getting into the debt business because guess what? That's where the profits are Mm. for these companies. These financial companies, they're out there to make profit and debt is a huge way they do that. So when you use TurboTax, what they're doing is collecting all your data to then sell you on debt down the line. So what you're saying is when it comes to debt, Intuit wants you to get into it. Oh, that was good. Come on. I got it. That's a mic drop right there. Come on, guys. Where's the hi-hat when you need it? Man, and by the way, if you have not listened to the Fine Print podcast, this is your... We're putting you on notice. The Fine Print. That's right. It's so good. It was a limited series we did, and it's. I think there's like 10 episodes or so. You can go check it out wherever you listen to podcasts or on YouTube. We've got it streaming over there as well. But I just want to help people avoid all of these traps that are out there, and I can't keep up, Jay. Everywhere you turn, it's like (laughs) another financial trap, another financial trap. It is exhausting, but it is worth it to save one person from getting screwed by one of these slimy companies. That's right, and I quote the notorious George Camel, if you fall for the trends, you fall for the traps. There you go. Woo! Love it, George. We did some mic drop moments this hour. Magic. This is The Ramsey Show. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney, and one of the most common questions I get is how to get something off your chest. A deep secret you've never told anyone, or maybe something that happened to you, something you've done that you're worried about because bringing it to light will disrupt your life, anything. I say this all the time, secrets will kill you, but it's hard to know where to start when it comes to talking about scary, dark things. Therapy can be a safe, effective place to get things off your chest, to learn how to say hard things out loud, and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I've personally been blessed to have a great therapist who helps me get those heavy things off my chest. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's flexible because it's online, so you can suit it to fit your schedule. Just fill out a short questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra cost. It's time to get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney. 
All right, all right. What's going on, everybody? This is The Ramsey Show. I'm your host, Jade Warshaw. Joined to my right by one of my favorite, just a good human being. People think I'm paying you at this point, Jade, to just say nice things. No, Clear the air. (laughs) I have not received any payments above table or under the table to compliment said George Camel. Yet. He is truly a wonderful human being, and I feel sorry for anybody who doesn't know him personally. All wow. right. There you go, that, George. That'll do it. That'll do it. I got to really... do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm driving with you tomorrow, yeah. so I'll return the favor. I'll say nice things about you. Okay. It's almost like those $2 you paid me are, are worth it. All right. We got Joe in Chattanooga. What's going on, Joe? How can we help today? Hi, Jade. Hi, George. Thanks for taking my question today. Sure. How can um, we help? So I'll, I'll give you a little background, and then I'll ask a question. Um, but I'm recently divorced. I have three kids. I share custody with them, 50-50. Um, my wife and I, my, we were debt-free, including the house, um, as of last May 2022. Mm-hmm. And then through the divorce, um, which was final last month, May, um, I refinanced the house rather than than us agreeing to sell it, and I refinanced it to reduce the the change impact that the kids are going to experience through all of this. Mm-hmm. So my question is, should I sell or downsize to be debt free again? And if so, when? So what is now on the mortgage? Uh, two sixty. Okay, and this is just your income now. Are you able to afford that mortgage payment? Yes, um, but it, there's not a lot of margin there. You know, I, I what's your I'm take-home pay versus on, the mortgage payment? Um, I have about margin of fifteen hundred a month, but that's without contributing to four hundred one k and the kids' education and paying early on the house. So, what percentage of the of your take-home pay is this mortgage? Is it thirty, forty, fifty? No, no, it's it's like 24, 25. Oh. Okay, so you're right but, on the line. You're, so this is right reasonable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's a 30 year. It's not it doesn't align with with what um What I'm trying to get say. at is this on fire? Is this like we need to sell this house tomorrow? And it doesn't sound no, like that's the case. It's not on fire. It's just, you know, my like we'd work so hard to get to this debt free so we yeah. could It's frustrating um, cuz you like feel like you move backwards. Yeah, and 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 I still want to be able to give the kids that life that I've been working so hard for. Mm-hmm. Um, we had been working so hard for, and I feel like it's it may not be, I don't know, fair is the right word, but fair to them. Well, what the kids want uh, is but, you guys. So all the stuff right. and the luxuries, and we were going to take them to Disney. Or, we have to have a new picture of what this life's going to look like, and the best thing you can do is give them quality time and connection, and the best thing about that is it doesn't cost you much. You can have incredible experiences right. and make the memories. And you still have 1500 bucks. So if you invested 15% of your income and we set aside a little bit for college, we set aside a little bit for paying extra on the mortgage, how much would you have left? Uh, so that would be... You'd still have a few hundred bucks? No, just to, to reach the 15%, it would be more than the $1,500. That so doesn't I make sense mathematically. Well, if your mortgage is side hustle, I'm about one, I'm about one thirty. Okay, so that would be nineteen fifty a year, um, and fifteen hundred is eighteen thousand a year. So I wouldn't be a little short. Hey, 
let me ask you, let me, while George does a little calculation there, let me ask you just a, a side question about like a little emotional side of this. Is, yeah. do you enjoy being in the house anymore? Because I feel like you're like, man, we were so far ahead. We are, our debt was paid off. Now, not only are you dealing with the, this divorce, but now you're back in the house that was previously paid for. You know what I mean? You're back in this situation that's like, so I just want to know how you feel about that. Um, is that is that underneath this or is it truly just, well, it's too much of my take home pay? It's a combination of both. You know, I, I still want to be, I, I, obviously this was our home for the last six years. So um, that's, that's challenging to come here every day and, and be here. Um, and, and then you've got the other, the other side where, you know, we did work so hard to, to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm not, I, I stayed in the house for the, for the kids. I took a step, like a huge step back in my career for yeah. the kids so I could have that connection, have that quality time with them to reduce all of this, this horrible impact that they're going to experience. If you did Um, downsize, what would that look like? Can you paint that picture for us right quick? Yeah. So I, what I've been looking at are these, they've got like townhouses here in Chattanooga and you, I could downsize to one, maybe 1500 square feet. And I could um, effectively be debt free. I could take the equity from this house almost Mm -hmm. and, and, pay cash for one of these townhomes. And, and to me, I don't know if that, that makes sense or not financially um, just to sort of get, uh, I don't know if it makes sense. I don't know if, I if mean, I'm I love, too, I too love the idea getting back to debt free or not. I love the idea of being debt free. I love the idea of a paid off home residence. Um, I do like that. I just want to make sure that I kind of wanted to see all sides of it. What's the reasoning behind it? What, you know, does it work for the kids? You've got them 50, 50% of the time when they come, if they were to come to this townhouse, would it be an environment that they, that you feel like this is the right environment for them as opposed to like a small apartment where it's like, this is single dad. Now he's got this apartment and the kids feel weird. So I just kind of wanted to hear the other side of it. Um, George, what are your thoughts? Because that doesn't bother me. Downsizing. I think doing it for the right reasons and it will help you become debt-free, allow you to invest and put away money for college, mm-hmm. uh, not having to worry about that mortgage. Uh, you just refied, so you paid the closing costs, so it hurts right. a little bit because you're kind of paying the, the tax mm-hmm. on that of going, oh, I just paid all these closing costs, now i got to do this whole process again, yeah. pay realtor fees, pay more realtor fees with the buying of the new place. So that's the that's only true. pain of this. And moving all three kids, and that's a it's a big change for them like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I right. kind of, I do kind of wonder about that. Well, how come in the process did you guys not just decide, hey, we're going to sell, you know, as part of the divorce, we're going to get rid of the house and then go through it from there. What kind of made you go back? It you was, know, I don't know. That's it in, was just it was just my consideration for the the kids. Like, keep the I, environment keep stable. There was already so much change. I was trying to create a predictable, stable, I get it, and supportive environment for them. Like mm. that's what I'm trying to that's what I'm trying to create. And to your point, Jade, I don't want to move into a small little place where yeah. the kids come and it's kind of weird because they got a single dad now that has yeah. a tiny little place. You no, know, I, I like, like your idea. For that 
I, I, I'm, oh. I'll be honest with you. I don't, I'm not mad at your townhome idea. I like that you're going from ownership to ownership. You know, if you were like, I just going to take this money out and get an apartment because I think that we know that home ownership is such a big part in wealth building. So I do like that you're going from ownership to ownership, which is good. I like the fact that you want to be debt free and you don't want to take those steps backwards. I think this is one of those things where you're just going to have to Take a long look in the mirror and ask yourself, what's the best move? The the house right now, you know, you and Matt, you and George went through the math. It sounds like you can afford it. So it's not, mm-hmm. none of these are a bad choice. It's just. Yeah, there's more numbers here that I'm, I feel like we need to dig into because the mortgage is 24%, but you can't invest the 15%. So where's all the other money going? Is there, is there pieces of, you know, child support or alimony here? Yeah, no, there, there's child support. And if I can give you the number, but that's 750 and then um, also contribute to an HSA mm-hmm. um, that we jointly use to share the, the medical expenses for the children. Got it. Okay. So I would dig into the budget first and see, can we make this work? But if you're unable to invest 15% with these current numbers and it's not going to change in the foreseeable future, I would plan on downsizing the next six months to a year in order to create that okay. margin. I think you, you'll so feel the peace. The kids will adjust. But their, their picture of their world is already shattered, and the home is just a piece of that. Mm-hmm. And so kids are resilient. They will adapt. And uh, you guys being there, and you sound like they have great parents, which is a huge piece of this equation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we are, we're pulling for you again. Look at those numbers. Look at your budget. Is there any way that you can make this work? If not, there is nothing wrong with downsizing and getting to a better financial footing so that you can accomplish the things that you want to do and that you need to do both for yourself and for your family. All right, stick it out, Joe. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, what's up, guys? This is The Ramsey Show. I'm your host, Jade Warshaw, joined by George Camel to my right. Just your everyday George Camel. Nothing... Nothing special. Nothing special. (laughs) There we go. That's more like it. That's a little bit of a long-running joke. George doesn't like it when I hype him up. Well, people think me and Dr. John Deloney have some massive beef because, you know, John's awkward and weird and he'll make cut you off, you know? (laughs) So we like to joke that John hates me, but really, he loves me. He doesn't? He loves me deeply. (laughs) We actually all are all friends. That's, That's what's right. fun about this job. That is, is true. I actually like the people I work with, So, which yes. is a good reminder. Uh, we're hiring. So you can check out all the open jobs at RamseySolutions.com slash careers and uh, hang out with, with Jade and I. True that, true that. Say That's hi right. to us in the hallways. Yes, say hi in the hallways. And speaking of things going on here at Ramsey Solutions, uh, we all have people who are tuning into every single episode of the Ramsey Show. I was one of those people. And they know all the stuff that we teach about money and Somehow they still feel stressed and stuck. So what can we do? Why? Because knowing what we do with our money isn't just the problem. It's actually doing it right. You can listen to the stuff all day long, but until you actually do it, you'll feel no movement. We know that personal finance is 80% behavior. It's only 20% head knowledge. Think about that for a moment. And the proven way to change your behavior with money is by taking the Financial Peace University class Whew, y'all, I can go on all day about FPU. I love it. This class is the difference between trying to get in shape on your own versus hiring a personal trainer. I love that. You'll have a coordinator holding you accountable and the other people in the class pushing you and cheering you on. That's why this class has worked for millions. And I'm one of those people, by the way, Financial Peace University, those principles, whew, rock my world. And after nine weeks, you will never handle your money the same way again. 
Yes, facts. You will make progress faster than ever. You'll make progress instead of excuses. Don't just listen to the show. Commit to doing what it takes to win. Join a Financial Peace University class at Ramsey Solutions today. That's RamseySolutions.com slash FPU to join. And let me just say, right now, the personalities, myself, George, John, Rachel, Eddie. Ken. Ken. I would never leave out Ken. I know. Just want to make sure. <laughs> Actually, I almost did by accident. Um, we're all hosting FPU classes, Financial Peace University. We are being, we are your personal trainer. We are the one I never thought your of butt. it that way. I've always wanted to be a personal trainer. Didn't think anyone would hire me. This is your chance. For your money. You're the Hulk. When it comes guy. to money, That's right. George is Hulk status. And you need that. You need that kick in the pants. And once you sign up, it gives you the 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 oomph you need to push and go forward. Um, James Clear, have you read the book Atomic Habits? Oh, yeah. James Clear talks about the difference between motion and action. And I love that. And a lot of times we're doing a bunch of motion surrounding our money, but we're not doing the actions. So now's your chance to put in the action work to actually do something about it, right? And we're getting our behavior right so we can actually change things. And I always say, if uh, behavior, if action is the car, behavior is driving. Oh, I like that. You like know, that? I love a car analogy. Yeah, put that in your pipe and smoke Appreciate it. Appreciate that. That's a well, good I'm one. excited. My class, you're, it's too late to join Jade's class because you're in the middle of it. You're yes. thick of it, almost done. But My judge. class starts June 20th, so if you want to join me virtually, you can do that at fpu.com. But honestly, whatever you can do with your schedule, go join any class across the country. We have amazing coordinators who are leading classes all over right there in your neighborhood, and it is so worth it to, do, right. to commit to this for a few weeks to change your life but let it be known if i could join any class it would be george camel's class and with fun. that we're going to caitlin and charlotte north carolina what's going on caitlin hi guys hey how are you good so a year and a half ago my husband and i bought a home and it was a complete fixer-upper um it took us about seven months to renovate it in the meantime we lived with my parents and we had two kids at the time and in the middle of it i had another baby and it was crazy but um we ended up going about forty five thousand dollars over our original budget um which was kind of not our fault because once we got into things we realized oh wow this needs to be done this needs to be done and it just added up really quickly so here we are a year later, and we are still about forty, $40,000, $45,000 in debt from mm -hmm. this house. And we're kind of like, we don't even know, like month to month is just really hard. So yeah. we're trying to figure out where do we even begin? Like we do have a van, so do we sell it? Do we, like, what do we do? Possibly. Before we get into this, because you, you clicked... If I had an invisible button, button, if I had an invisible button, Caitlin, you, you accidentally pushed it because whenever people say somehow we ended up in debt and they kind of make mm -hmm. it seem like they, they had no hand in it. It just kidnapped them in the night and, you know, did that. And I want oh, you to, know. you know, like, let, let's be real about that for a minute. Like, hey, we just were like, let's go on and do it. We, if we need to do this now, let's go on and pay the money. We'll go ahead and go in debt to do it. So it's such a big part of going forward with what George is going to explain to you next. The first part of that is right. going, hey, like I, this didn't happen to me. I made some choices. I don't like those oh, choices. Yes. And we know. 
Yeah, right? definitely, and that's what we're trying to fix. Well, <laughs> good, let good. it be a lesson to everyone listening who thinks I'm going to be the next Chip and Joe and buy the next Fixer Upper, and it's all going to go perfectly <laughs> and under budget, and they're going to put us on the TV. This is reality. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, is reality. Real. So let's walk through these numbers a little bit. What's the income looking like okay. right now? Um, we make about sixty-five thousand to seventy a year. Okay, is that with both of you working outside the home? Yeah, so my husband is in the ministry, and I am like a self-taught photographer. Cool. Okay. So how much? And I, I how's primarily that spread stay home with my kids. Okay. How's that um, income spread out? You versus him. Um. So he makes fifty, okay. and I I'm just trying to like bust it and make as much as I can. Great. All right. And what kind of debt is this? Did you put it on a, a personal loan, a credit card? Um, okay, so you probably don't like this either. Um, <laughs> we ended up using our paid-off vehicle as collateral and got a loan from that. So that was that loan is currently nineteen thousand. Then we have the rest of it on credit card. Okay. So, do you have any money set aside anywhere else? Like, do you have savings anywhere no. that we should know about? Any liquid cash? Nope. So we're kind of starting from like baby step one because we've just kind of been trying to survive month to month. Got it. Okay. Well, that that's you have the, the van at least. Mm-hmm. What's the van worth? Yes. And um, we can sell it for about seventeen five or so. So we would still owe about two thousand. So we could you know pay that off. But you know that that's kind of what my question is like. Where do we even start? Like, do we keep it until we have the cash to pay? Yes, we're gonna, one, you can do we, that. The other option, which I like you saving up cash as the first option. The other option is you mm-hmm. go to your local credit union and you get the difference as a loan plus a little bit to get you a beater car and you can do it that way. Okay. How quick could you get okay. 2000 plus a little bit more to buy a beater? Um. Oh, I did not. Sorry. I meant to say also we have another vehicle too. That's part oh. of the, the debt. So do you not need well. the van at all? Could you get by with one car? Well... That's what we were going to try to do. So we owe 10000 on the other car, which is a very reliable vehicle. So our original plan, I guess, was sell the van, keep the car, try to just pay the car off through the debt snowball and just use the one vehicle for now. Okay. I'm not mad at that. That works. That works. Yeah. I, I'm prone to saving up the, the difference as opposed to getting a loan because I feel like okay. you could do it fairly quickly and then that's just going to be clean. Yeah. Like that. And it gives you some skin in the game. Because mm-hmm. right now we need some behavior change more than we need a mathematical equation. And so there needs yeah, to be we've some been, rice we've and really beans. Don't pay, yeah, that's that's where we're at now. So that's we're just kind of over it. And we'd like to, you know, survive month to month. And we yeah. just feel like we're not. <laughs> but my other question was, should I, should I try to get another job? Should I keep doing what I'm doing? Are you I able mean, to do have, that with the kid situation? Um... They're four, two, and one. So it's kind of hard, but I mean... Look, if you're able to, if you're able and willing to do whatever it takes to increase your income, it's only going to help you at this point. And this is not a forever situation, right? We're just doing this. We're kicking it. We're busting it. We're doing whatever we have to do to get out of this debt. You're selling the vehicle. The rest is rolling into the debt snowball. And if you can make more money to help that go faster, more power to you. All right? Very good. That does it for this hour of the show. Be sure to join us next time. And remember, when it comes to changing your life and your money, you can tell me that you won't do it, but please don't tell me that you can't because I already know with God, all things are possible. This is The Ramsey Show.
Hey, George Camel here. If you love the show and you want a deeper dive on your money journey, we've got a weekly newsletter that gives you helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for the newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.